Will y'all give our worship team a round of applause? If you're, if you're watching online, you can do the applause emoji or the little, you know, the little hands raised emoji. And you know the prayer emoji? It's actually high five. Did y'all know that? That's kind of sad, but that, that's what I read. The original creator of it said that's actually a high five, not a prayer emoji, but that's okay. Um, welcome. We are continuing in a series that we started a couple weeks ago on the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, if you're not familiar, is a list that Paul gives us in his letter to the Galatians. And he says, look, these things are the organic outgrowth of the Holy Spirit's presence and power in each of us. And really, the, the fruit of the Spirit, they're, they're a, a picture, an image of the character and the conduct of Jesus. And really, they're, they're who Jesus wants each of us to become as his followers by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, as we, we kick off, I want to um, read for you Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And actually, would you, if you're here, would you read it out loud with me as well? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I think that is a great list to commit to, uh uh-oh, that went too soon. That's a great list to commit to memory, okay? Um, So you saw 2020 on the screen there. I mean, I, I was on a Zoom call the other day, and we were talking about return to Bethlehem and logistics and stuff like that, and, and somebody said, you know, it's like just over eight weeks away. And then the thought was, oh, and you know, 2020 is over and just over 10 weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> Got some applause here. Um, and I don't know for you, I mean, for me, 2020, is, it's, it's been a dueling thing. Like, it's gone by really fast, and it's gone by really slow. And whether it's been fast or slow for you, I think we can all agree 2020 has been uh, quite a year. It used to be like on the Jetsons and stuff when people thought about 2020, it was like the future and everything was great and like technology solved all of our problems. And now 2020 uh, is shorthand for, you know, disappointment, failure, I need a do-over, right? You kind of hear people say, oh yeah, 2020. And so I posted on Facebook, I said, what, what GIF or GIF, whatever you want to call it, summarizes 2020 best for you? And um, this one, I don't know if you've seen this, was the one that, that most people... Uh, shared and said, this is a summary of 2020 to me, okay? I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that was what some people said. And then I was thinking, okay, if I was going to summarize 2020 in a news story, what would the news story be? And I think it'd be about a a dentist I read about. And the dentist, who you might have thought really suffered in the midst of the pandemic, said, no, no, no. Business has been excellent for us because in the last six weeks, this dentist said, I've seen more teeth fractures than in the past six years combined. And he said, people are fracturing their teeth because they're grinding them. There's so much tension in their jaw. And what they're doing is they're channeling their anxiety and their angst into their body like soldiers preparing for war. And it's causing all of these people to chip their teeth. And so actually business for me is very good. So that would be the news story that summarizes 2020 for me. And if I was to summarize it with an object, I think it'd be a balloon, okay? I was with a couple, and I was talking about how 2020, it seems like everybody is like a a balloon about to pop, right? So, I mean, you think about just, let's say something low-key, like Georgia sports teams, right? And you're just gives you a little tension in your life every, every weekend. You, You just think about, you know, earlier this year when the lockdown happened and none of us were really expecting it. 
maybe coworkers, layoffs, early retirements. E-learning, e-learning been a stressor for anybody in here? Just one, just one dad, okay. What else has stressed you out this year? Loss, everything, loss of prom, loss of all these events. We got an election coming up. Maybe you think about, okay, two presidential town halls. Right? So, I mean, some of you are getting nervous right now that this is about to pop on the microphone. And I think a lot of us, it feels like we're all balloons that are about to pop because of the anxiety, the unrest inside of us. And um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release the tension here. But I think 2020, we would all agree, has been kind of a tense year. There's been a lot of stress. There's been a lot of anxiety. And maybe we would say that generally there has been a lack of peace. And some of you clapped earlier when, when we said, you know, 2020 is almost over. Because I think a lot of us have this idea that, okay, when the, when the, the clock strikes midnight, 1-1-2021, one, one, everything's going to be different. Or we think, you know, okay, when the presidential election's over, maybe things will settle down. Or if I buy one more thing on Amazon Prime Day, then I'm going to have a little peace in my life. Or if I have more security at my job, or I got a pay raise, or, or everything just went back to normal, that then all of a sudden we would have peace. But I think the problem with that thinking is that, that it, it, it's this idea that peace is going to come from something we purchase. It's going to be something we produce. It's going to be something we manufacture. But what Paul is saying in the fruit of the Spirit is that, that peace doesn't come by any of those ways. Instead, peace is a gift that God wants to give to each and every one of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when, when peace is mentioned in the Bible, peace really is not, it's not just the, a lack of conflict. I mean, that's how we often kind of define peace, a lack of conflict in our lives or in the world. Peace is a lack of conflict in the Bible when the word is used, but it's also more than that. It's a lack of conflict and it's a presence of wholeness. It's the presence of goodness. It's people, God and creation and others, all living in healthy relationships with one another. That's what peace is when, when we read about it in the scripture, when Paul was reading and speaking peace over other people. And peace wasn't something they just read about. Peace is also a greeting that they used for one another. Even today, Christians um, in the Middle East, Christians here, uh, Jewish uh, people back then and now give a greeting, shalom. They say, peace. And Paul, throughout all of his letters, he pretty much starts his letters the same way with words of Peace, and he says to them, grace and peace. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3, he says this, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And really what he's, what he's saying there is that this is my hope for each of you reading my letters is that you might experience my grace and you might experience peace inside of you. Paul didn't want... Peace to be something they just read about or something they, they said over and over again, like just a standard greeting to one another. He wanted peace to be something they experienced deep within themselves. And that's my hope for you this morning as well, that peace isn't something you just hear about or know about on a list of fruit of the Spirit, but it would be something you experience in the depth of your soul. And I think if you're really going to experience God's peace, the peace that he wants to give you, I think it's important 
to first understand the multidimensional nature of peace that we find in Scripture. And I think it's important to understand how peace comes to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so if we were to kind of look at at the first dimension of peace that that Paul desired for us, that I desire for each of you, the, the first dimension of peace that we find throughout Scripture, I would summarize it this way. It is peace with God. Peace with God. And, and Paul, in his letter to the Romans, he, he talks about this. He says very clearly, he says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And to really understand why we need peace with God, you, you kind of have to go back to the beginning. And in the beginning, God is the creator. He created everything and it was good. It was beautiful. People were living in, in peace with him and with one another. But really ever since that time, people, all of us, have, have turned our back on God. In our own ways, we've said, God, we, we don't need you. We know what's best. We, we've separated ourselves from him. We've experienced alienation. We, we've sinned against him. And it's, and it's led to this lack of peace in our relationship with God, and we do this in many different ways, but what, what it results in in our lives is a lot of times it results in a, in a feeling of guilt for us. It results in a, a feeling of fear about the future sometimes. As we think about eternity and like, well, am I going to spend eternity with God or a, apart from God? Do I have peace with God in my soul? And sometimes I think it, it manifests itself in just a general restlessness where we're not content in this world, and so we try to buy stuff, we try to do stuff, but in the depths of our soul, we just don't have a deep, everlasting peace because we don't have peace with God. And the truth is, is that that we need someone or something to do something about it because we really can't fix this problem ourselves. And Paul points us to the good news here that the way to peace with God is through faith in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, who God sent into this world to be our peace, to make peace on our behalf by by living a perfect life, dying on the cross, and rising again from the dead. And Paul says, look, when you put your faith, when you have a deep trust in him, then you experience peace. Peace with God. Then you experience forgiveness. Then you experience becoming part of God's family and knowing you are loved and forgiven. And for many of you here today, I know, I know that, that you would say at some point in your life, you, you've put your trust in Jesus Christ and, and you have experienced this deep peace with God that I'm talking about. But I know there are others of you, maybe, maybe you, you feel like the answer to that question, do you have peace with God, is you're not sure or there, there is a restlessness. Maybe you're watching online and you say, I, I've never heard this. I've never had language put to it. But if, if that's you this morning, at the end of our service, we're going to have an opportunity for you to, to pray and to say, God, I... I want peace with you. I believe in Jesus. I, I want you to give me this peace. And he promises it's a free gift. It comes through Jesus and he will give it to you. But, but something else happens when we put our trust and faith in Jesus. We don't just experience peace with God. We also experience the presence of the Holy Spirit coming and living within us. And it's really the Holy Spirit that produces the second dimension of peace that we find in the Bible. Not just peace with God, but we might say this, the peace of God within us. 
So peace with God and the peace of God within us. And, and, and this is, I think, what most of us have been longing for in 2020. I mean, a lot of us, we, we have this deep peace with God. We know our relationship with Him um, is, is redeemed through Jesus Christ. But, but still, there is this everyday restlessness, stress, anxiety, worry in our lives. And, and we feel like balloons who are about to pop. This kind of peace of God within us is, if you think of the image, a balloon that's slowly been deflated and is at, at rest. I, mean, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when, when I have a lack of peace, my, my shoulders tell the story, right? But this peace of God, it produces peace inside of our hearts, inside of our souls, inside of our minds. It helps us rest in our bodies when we're experiencing the peace of God Within us, And this can seem like it's elusive, like it's hard to find, like this is kind of impossible in today's world, in today's culture. But Paul tells us that it's not only possible, it's a gift the Holy Spirit wants to give each and every one of us. And in Philippians chapter 4, we read one of the verses last week. Uh, we read this verse, Philippians 4.4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. We, we read that last week when we were talking about joy. But Paul continues, and as Paul continues, he says this. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Aren't those beautiful words? I mean, here Paul tells us the, the key to the peace of God within us. He says it comes, it comes through prayer. It comes when we are willing to hand over and surrender our fears, our worries, our finances, our lives. When we're willing to hand over all of those things to Him and become vulnerable with God and say, God, here is my life. Here is my fear. Here is my worry. When we trust him enough to hand over all of those things to him, he says, I'm going to hand you back peace. Or another way to put it is that when we give the God of peace our worries, the peace of God will guard our hearts. And notice in the verse, notice Paul says, in every situation, Every situation, I mean, some of us, we only go to God when, when things are like really big and our lives are about to pop, right? Others of us, we only go to God on like the small stuff or parking spaces and all the big decisions in our life, we're just trying to figure out ourselves. But he says, no, 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 in every situation, big and small, present your request to God. And this morning, I want you to know that, that God cares about you. He cares about the tiniest details of your life because he loves you and he wants to be in the midst of it. And so he says, look, would you become willing to hand over all these things to me? He says everything and everything. And also notice he says, do it with thanksgiving. I mean, last week we talked about the link between joy and thanksgiving. And here now we, we see again a link between peace and thanksgiving. Gratitude is really the gateway to a lot of these fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And Paul says, look, when you do these things, when you surrender all of these things in prayer to me, then my peace will guard your hearts. A peace that doesn't make sense by the world's standards. 
will come into you. And I've experienced this kind of peace in many, many different places in life. One I think about was uh, Duke Chapel in Durham, North Carolina. I was on the threshold of trying to decide what seminary to go to. It was an overwhelming decision. I, I just, I didn't know. And, and so finally I said, you know what? I've made my pro-con list. I've talked to everybody. I should talk to God about where to go for seminary. And so I, I knelt in the chapel there and I said, God, I don't have peace. I need guidance. And in a very simple way, God gave me, God gave me peace in that place. And he gave me the gift of guidance for where to take that next step. Another place, some of you heard this story, was on the roadside in, in Chattanooga, there on the interstate in 2017. Emily and I were driving. Uh, our car hydroplaned. We got hit by a tractor trailer. Luggage was everywhere. Thankfully, we were okay. Emily had to spend a little time in a neck brace. But, but after the, the wreck, we're standing on the side of the interstate. The police officer's there, and he's like, well, who's coming to get you? We're like, nobody's coming to get us. We were driving through here and didn't have peace. And so I prayed, God, would you, would you give peace? Like, what, what is our lives? What, what are we going to do? What's, what's next? And in that moment, God gave a spirit of peace. Or I think about another time, some of you were kind of around for this. A place I experienced peace was in a neighborhood up here on Simpson Mill Road. I don't know the name of the neighborhood, but a few years ago, uh, Pastor Stephen in Harvest Point was hosting an ice cream social to introduce me to the church. And so it was like a Thursday night. Emily and I were driving into town. We really hadn't been to the church. And we were nervous, right? Are, are people going to like us? Are, are y'all going to be crazy? Like what, what is, you know, we just didn't know. And so we pulled over on the side of the road or in the neighborhood before we stepped foot in this building and just said, God, would you give us peace? This is an unknown future. But, but we can entrust an unknown future to a known God. And when we do that, God will give us peace. And he, he gave us peace and we came in here and I met many of you for the very first time that night. And, and this morning, no matter what, what you're bringing in here, Maybe you didn't know what we were talking about today, but, but this morning, I think in this place, God wants to give you peace as well for whatever situation you're going through. He doesn't, he doesn't promise that you're going to be removed from it or that it's all going to be fixed, but he promises peace in the midst of everything going on. And, and once we've experienced this, this peace with God and the peace of God within us, it's then that God wants us to kind of move into the next dimension of peace. And that dimension is God wants us to actually pursue peace in our relationship with others. And now th this, is a, this is kind of a, a tough and a scary thing um, because pursuing peace in the midst of broken relationships is kind of, it's kind of hard, right? But, but this is most likely the type of peace Paul was talking about when he was listing out the fruit of the Spirit. Because if you remember, right before this, the first week, we looked at some of the context of the fruit of the Spirit. And, and in the context, Paul says, look, y'all are fighting. Y'all are devouring each other. If you keep on acting this way and disagreeing and doing all this stuff, you're going you're gonna to destroy one another. 
And he says, look, the fruit of the flesh are hatred, discord, dissension, envy, factions, all of these things. And so he's saying, look, this is a problem of yours. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with peace. And you need to begin pursuing peace with one another. And guess what? Those problems in the church back then, they, they, they're still with us today. We still live with these things. And God still wants us to be people who pursue peace in our everyday lives. And I love these two verses from Paul where he talks about this. Romans twelve eighteen. This is a good one to highlight in your Bible. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, those are the conditions, live at peace with everyone. Romans 14, 19, he says this, make every effort to do what leads to peace. Make every effort. You know what? Sometimes you, you do all the effort you can and it doesn't happen, but that's not your responsibility. Here Paul is saying, look, as far as it depends on you, make every effort. And this is tough because I don't know about you, but, but in relationships that lack peace, a lot of times I want to just like move on. Ignore it. Just, just let it be. I want to I feel judgment. I want to feel like they did stuff wrong and, and I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's right in the midst of all of this. A lot of times we just want to just kind of ignore all that stuff, leave it in the past, live with the brokenness. But Paul's telling us here, no, 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 no. No, pursue peace. And, and he says this not just because Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Not only because God's desire for us is, is peaceful, loving relationships with all people. Not only because he knows that this truth in life will make your life better. I think Paul says this also because... This is what God has done for us. I mean, if you think about our lives, we, we broke that relationship with God. But God didn't just say, you know what? Forget them. He didn't say, you know what? They can fix it themselves or they can try. He said, no. I love them so much that I'm going to do whatever it takes so people experience peace. With me, And so he sent Jesus into this world out of love so that we could have peace. He did whatever it took. And he says, now as people, people of mine, people who've experienced peace with me, people who have the peace of me within themselves, he says, now I'm sending you out to pursue peace with others. And you know what happens when we do this? When we pursue peace with others and we're living in peaceful, restored relationships with other people, what happens is we point people to God. We point people to the God of peace. We, we, we point them to the fact that peace is possible in this world. And it can have a profound impact on us, on our relationships, and on the communities around us. And so back, back, to, back to 2020, I think, like I said earlier, a lot of us are, are waiting. We're waiting for cases to go down. We're waiting for the economy to go up. We're waiting for the calendar to change. We're waiting for all of these things. But this morning, I just want to ask you, what would happen if you stopped waiting? What would happen if you took Paul and Scripture at its word and, and you began to pray and surrender these 
things to God and you experienced his peace? What if instead of, of putting off your relationship with God and saying, you know what, I'm going to do that when I'm older, I'm young, I've got to have some fun right now, I'm going to do me. What if you experience peace with God today? What if this afternoon you, you, you took a step towards peace with someone else? If we began to do those things, we would see transformation. We would experience life. Life abundant is what Jesus calls it. Things would be made new. Things could be different in our lives here and now. So I don't want us to wait anymore. And so this morning as we wrap up the service, uh, we've seen in Paul's words that, that, that this peace, it's coming through prayer. And so we're going to take a, a few minutes and the band's going to come up and they're going to play and, and we're going to have just some prayer time together. And maybe you'd like to come up here and kneel. You can do that in a, in a socially distanced fashion. We welcome you to come to the altar and kneel. Maybe this morning you'd like to, to gather your family together and just, just pray with the people you came with and just pray for peace in your, your household and your lives and your different situations. If you're online, I encourage you to just take some time. Get down on your knees. Pray for peace right where you are. Because God wants to give it to you this morning. And, and this morning, if you feel like maybe you've never experienced that, that deep abiding peace with God that I was talking about earlier, you can experience that today as well. It, it's a free gift. And it comes through faith, Paul tells us, in Jesus Christ. And one way to express our faith in Jesus is, is through prayer. And so if you'd like to experience peace with God, you can, you can say some common phrases you already know to God this morning. Thank you, I'm sorry, and please. God, thank you for, for your love, for creating me. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I believe in him. God, I'm, I'm sorry for the ways that, that I've, I've ignored you, that I've sinned against you, I've sinned against other people. I'm sorry for the mess I've made. Please forgive me. Please help me follow Jesus every day of my life. Please give me your peace. Please give me your spirit. And when we say to Jesus Christ, Jesus, I believe in you, I want to follow you, God's grace comes to us and we experience that peace. And so you can pray, pray that, those things in your own words and we would love to know about that and to celebrate with you if you pray that today. I'll be down front over here with my mask on if, if you'd like some, some distance prayer. We want you to just take a few minutes, draw near to God, ask Him for His peace because I think He wants to pour it out here this morning.